You're listening to Mature Allure. Here, we chat about self-care, relationships, careers, and all the things living a mature life includes. I'm your host, Sherry O. Welcome. Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm raising the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big Hi, Marlene. Hi, Welcome Sherry. to Mature Lure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, again, just thank you for sharing your platform with me and just allowing me to have this opportunity. I always feel good about, you know, sharing stories and being able to talk to like minds. I just love it. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, everyone, we are talking to Marlene Duperly. Yes, Duperly, it, it, but it's, it's good. It's good. Yes. Okay, Duperlay, she is a creative director and NYC fashion stylist. I'm sure you do styling everywhere, but yes, you yes. know you're you're located in New York City, right? Yes, born and raised, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I saw you on or see you on Instagram, and your style is so awesome. Like Thank you. the way you put clothes together, the way you shine when you're out and about in oh. them. So I really just wanted to have you on Mature Allure to kind of talk about your style. And how women, especially mature women, women over 40, can kind of like incorporate some unique, stylish looks in their wardrobe. So if we can start with you introducing yourself, that would be great. Absolutely. So hello, I'm Mature Laura. Thank you, Sherry, for having me. My name is Marlena Duperle, and I'm a fashion stylist, designer. I just added to my repertoire, which I'm so, I'm like really excited about. It's, it's been a long time coming, but I can add that now. And I'm a creative director. So with creative direction, I do a lot of photo shoots and videos and things like that, where we actually put the story together and have this frame of what we want this outcome to be for the shoot, for the model, for everybody involved, for the brand, of course. Um, so uh, basically that's what I do. And, um, it's been a passion of mine since I probably can remember. <laughs> like, like it's just been forever. So I'm I'm excited that I get to um, do what I love every day. Well, that's awesome. I mean, like I said, I saw you. I love your sense of style. Like, how do you develop it? Like, how did you develop your? Like, I'm looking at you right now, and I'm loving what you got going on. Thank you, like, <laughs> thank you, Shopakira. Oh, ah. like totally inexpensive, but. You know, like affordable, something that you can just throw on. I have some cargo jeans on. But um, to answer the question, it really was just over time. You know, um, you always, I know for me, I always was very stylish and loved fashion from, like I said, like even from being a very small child, I remember being very opinionated about what I wanted to wear and what this needed to look like. And, you know, you don't know them, but that's really like a little sounding board that's like, this might be something you're going to do in, you know, Mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. It was just tough to kind of navigate how I was going to do that. So I took a lot of different roads to get there. And once I got here, I really felt at home. So um, it became me just really being authentic to who I was. I gravitated naturally to colors and patterns. And um, even if it wasn't a color or a pattern, maybe it was a texture or just something that um, kind of was an energy thing. Like it was very energetic for me, you know? And I always felt like style, fashion, um, the things I put on 
it would give you an idea of who I was without me just without me saying anything. You would look at me and just know, okay, this person may be about this or that, you know, creatively. Mm -hmm. And then when we have a conversation, it kind of aligns. So that's where my fashion kind of lines up with my spirit. I remember reading an article about you and it, it mentioned street style. And yes. streetwear. And when it said that, and now, you know, all all the pictures I see, videos, you are on the street looking <laughs> amazing. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I can kind of see this. If you could define street style for us. Yes. And, and, I, and I love, thank you for asking. I love that. When I saw that, I was like, I love this question so much. The street style is, to me, it's authentic. It's born from um, necessity. You know, mm -hmm. like, what I know, like growing up in the hood and, and say the hood, but you know, I grew up in, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Queens. Um, as a young adult, we moved, young, well, young teenager, we moved to Long Island. And then I moved back to Brooklyn as a young adult. And it was always about, we didn't have as much as maybe other people had, mm -hmm. but we were always very creative and we did things out of necessity. So a style was born that was authentic to our creativity. And you would see it, hip hop was very influential on, in that. And also when I say necessity, it's like when you talk about street style and you see like the oversized and the baggy jeans and the oversized shirts and things like that, that really came from, you know, I have to borrow my sister's or take my sister's clothes and be <laughs> a little big, but because we're so ingenious, like we knew, we got it. We can do something with this. We can make it a style. So I really feel like street style is authentic to exactly where we come from and our situations and how we evolve out of that. Well, with that, I mean, how do you, what's the strategy behind your unique style? Like how you're putting your looks together? What are you thinking about? Um, you know, and I know people dress when you, when you put on your outfits, it's a, it's a mood. Yes. It's a feeling, you know, for the most part, for everyone. Um, but where, because your style is so unique and it's it unique, it's unique and works. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you see stuff, you're like, okay, those are, that is not working. I know it's attitude, but that's not working. Right. But yours is unique and it works. So where do you, how do you come up with the strategy behind your looks? Well, I think the first thing you said is definitely it. It definitely starts with mood because there are some things and I think, a lot of people can attest to this. It's like you, for me, I'll put together something first in my head. And I'm like, yeah, that looks great in my head. And then I put it on and I'll be like, mm -mm, that didn't look like, <laughs> it's not working. That didn't look like, but it's, it's, and, and I would say also, I have to have some level of comfortability. Mm, so if, mm -hmm. and, and I don't like to feel like I'm sucked all the way in. I understand that time, there are times that, you know, call for that. I get it. Uh, but on a regular, I don't like to feel that way. So there has to be some level of comfortability within the style. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I love even platform shoes because they tend to be a little more comfortable than like having your foot, you know, like that. Uh -huh. I will wear them, but does you know this the occasion? Um, but <laughs> I would say, right, right, straight to the car and then. To, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really tend to go with how I'm feeling. And like I said, it kind of, it's, it's funny because um, it developed over time, but I always remember kind of catching onto a trend before it became a trend. Mm. So I would like, it, it could be in color, 
It could be in like maybe a certain, um, you know, pair of pants or jacket or whatever it is, a dress. And I would start to all wear or put those things together. And then all of a sudden it would become trending. And that was something I was doing very early on. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a part of my style. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, I would just say it just over time, it became a little easier to be like, okay, and be confident. This like, yeah. I'll throw this on and I have a t-shirt on, you know? So yeah. it's like, I, I'm okay with wearing that. I'm confident. Um, and when I, when I feel like you're, you're feeling that fully, then you can really probably get away with a little more and people yeah. are like, okay, I see that, you know? And it represents, right. they, you know, yeah. Exactly. So what tips would you give someone who has like this budget friendly wardrobe, like how they can make it chic, sophisticated and them? Right. Um, I think budget friendly is amazing and there's a lot of different ways to get to budget friendly. Like mm -hmm. always look for the sales, always go to, I like, I love to shop vintage and I love to shop thrift and mm -hmm. like, here's a really good tip, like wherever you are, as far as thrifting, go to the wealthiest <laughs> neighborhoods <laughs> because you will find a find, like yeah. you will totally find a find. Go to, um, sacks off fifth, you know, do the Nordstrom racks, do the Marshalls and the targets, you know, um, and also like the fast fashion, which is like the Zara's and the, you know, H and M's and stuff like that. And add those pieces to your wardrobe. But if you can find classic pieces within that, because what yeah. you're also looking for is fabrication. You want to make sure like it fits well and the fabric is good. You know, once mm -hmm. you have a quality fabric, it, it's, you can make anything look expensive, feel expensive, and nobody has to know how much something costs, you know? Yeah. So once that fit is there and the fabric feels good, you know, then you can add those essentials to your wardrobe, you know, and then you'll you'll feel good about what you're putting on. Yeah. And I know when you said, like, go to Nordstrom's Rack and Off-Fifth, Off-Sack, yeah. off whatever that is, which yes. I love that store. Yeah. I, used, I used to work for Nordstrom, and we sent clothes over to Nordstrom Rack. So Absolutely. I mean, once either either they were out of season or it was something that wasn't really selling, and we yes. we sent the clothes, okay, that goes to Nordstrom Rack. So it's not like you're not getting Nordstrom clothing. No, you're and, getting you're, and you're getting it at such a great deal. And another mm -hmm. thing, especially, I, I'm not sure about a lot of other places, I know probably LA, but in New York, they had a ton of sample sales. Mm. So you can go to a sample sale and you can do really well. You know, and you can get really high-end clothing for really good prices and sometimes with the higher end i get it because it really is the quality again going back to like the quality of the material the fabric the cut how it fits um but again you can find that also in a vintage shop so yeah. it's it's kind of mixing and matching those different ways to shop and add that mm -hmm. to your wardrobe well reversely what about people who that's all they have in their closet is high end? I mean, I, that's not me, but there are <laughs> me people who, they believe in a label and a brand and, you know, and it doesn't always like, how do you make that work? I mean, unfortunately, I, I'm going to tell you a little story real, really quickly. Mm. Um, I put up a post purposely on Instagram and I have, so I have a vintage Oscar de la Rente, um, like one of those really big, like tool skirts. It's, I, I, um, it's, I love it, but it's mm -hmm. totally vintage. Got it at um, one of like the thrift kind of thrift vintage shops. 
And so I saw, I was like, oh my God, this is such a fun. So I had that and I had um, a Christian Dior scarf. I had Gucci sunglasses, a Fendi bag, um, some kind of like, I don't know if it was like Red Bottoms and Louis, Louis, something, but I had like, everything was a name brand. I did it purposely. I was gonna bring all these name brands together. They're gonna be, whether they're gonna be vintage or, or new. And I just put it up and I was like, oh, my story's coming soon. Here are the pieces I'm gonna do. And I shot all the labels out. 16,000 views later, wow. hundreds of like, And I said, wow, um, I don't have that many followers. <laughs> 16,000 views. It's like everybody was, I'm like, so there really is something about labels that are attractive to the masses. Mm -hmm. uh, and I get it, I understand, but when you're talking about quality, when you go for labels, the quality is really the highest level. You're paying a premium price. There's a lot of labels that are just like mediocre and the quality is not even there. So yeah. I would say you can walk out and look fashionable with labels because it could be trending, but I don't know if that's really style. You know, I think it's something that you're born with, you know, something that you create over time because it's innate and it just grows with you. Just putting together labels, um, I think that's more of uh, maybe I can get a, a lot of views today or something, you know, just yeah. going along with the trend. And, and I hope I'm not offending people by saying that, but it's just like when you come from a really passionate place about fashion, you're not so stuck on the labels. You know, you're, you, you love them. You love yeah. what looks nice, but it's, it doesn't always have to be that. Well, you know, this is like a side question, like, because when, when we were just talking about the labels, Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, I did like a lot of labels. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is necessarily something that was true, because, you know, my mother would sometimes just make stuff up. You know, she would say things. <laughs> but, like, she would say with the labels, the higher-end labels, the more expensive it is, the larger the sizing. By that, I mean, let's just say an 8, a mm -hmm. size 8, right. you're really maybe a 10. You know what I'm saying? Versus even though on shows and fashion shows and things like that, of course, the models are more petite and slimmer yes. for fitting and for showcasing. But she's like, you can fool yourself into thinking you're an eight when really you might be a 10 pushing a 12, but you're paying for the fabric. You're paying for that fit. You're paying for, is that true? I think it, I think it's true in both ways because okay. um, I, I think, and I and I could I hope I, I get corrected if I'm wrong, but I feel like that changed over time. I think it was um, they really catered to smaller sizing, and a, a lot of things only went up. Like a lot of designers and labels only went up to like maybe the largest, a 14, maybe a mm -hmm. 16 at most, which mm -hmm. is crazy because the average size is like a 14, 16, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think now because they see that there's a huge market for the average woman out here, meaning like the average size. Um, I think that's changed in where they've, they've changed the way that they size things. So by bringing in proper fit models to be able to say, okay, this is actually a 14 or okay. we're going to make this be like a 14, 16, you know? So I think they change in that way too. And I think that's better actually yeah. in the sense of, giving more women more options, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what impact has 
being overseas because mm. you've traveled a lot like what impact has that had on your style and actually how you work with others yeah i'm i really it, it's amazing to be able to do that and to travel like that and one of the things that i noticed is we're not too far away you know as far as how um what fashion is like here and and in different places like for mm -hmm. example when i was in france um, I was in the south of France in Nice, and it was during like the Cannes Festival. And that was an amazing time to be there because you get an influx from everywhere. So people mm. like coming into that one particular place from a lot of different countries and just different cities within France. And I was like, this is amazing because I'm getting to see um, what I don't normally see, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and what I saw with women in particular, it was very chic, very flirty, um, sensual, but covered. So mm. I can see like a lot of skin, but it was so sexy. You know, like women were, were really sexy, but they weren't like, it wasn't like everything was just out, you know? Um, and there were times that you did see that, but there was also just a way that, that you, you saw how people were carrying themselves. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting, you know? Um, but they didn't push the envelope like we do. So uh. there, and I didn't see that in different travels. Like I think maybe London, you know, there's a different, like is a different aesthetic where they really push the envelope with fashion. Um, but I think still New York is one of those places that it really is, people are kind of watching to see what's going to be next, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. When you're styling others mm -hmm. and when you're working with others, what is it you tap into to get the look? Well, well, really, I guess, to get the look that you're trying to achieve for them, but to also make it so it is them. You know what right. I mean? Right. I think first and foremost um, is the conversation, right? So we sit down and we have a really thorough conversation about what their goals are and what they're trying to achieve, whether it be a photo shoot or maybe a video or whatever it is, it, you know, sometimes it's even just, you know, someone wants to shoot something for their birthday. They have a special birthday coming up. You know, all that is so important. Um, but it's really about tapping into what it is they want. And once, for me, once I start like talking and communicating with them, I can get right away a kind of sense of, this person might be willing to try something mm -hmm. different. You know, mm -hmm. um, I can tell that they have a their style and they're not budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. you run, and, you, and you run into that and that's when you have to realize like your style doesn't come into play. It doesn't matter what you love to wear or what you do, you have to do exactly what the client wants. Um, fortunately enough for me, I've had so many clients that have been really open to like, Oh, I would love to do that. I'll try that. And then it ends up being beautiful, you know? So it's, it's really the, the conversation and what their goals are. And if they're not willing to, to budge and they have a specific look or looks that they, they want, and that's what the shoot is, that's what we get, you know, that's, but, yeah. But you know what, like you said, you have clients that are most have been willing to budge, mm -hmm. I think because of how you represent your style. Oh, you know what I mean? They yeah. see it. It's like, okay, she's comfortable. Love how she looks. Maybe I can be that way too with what she, you know, yes, on me. So I could see that because, girl, you could put me in anything. I'd be like, 
And I think that's that. I think ultimately that's the goal, you know, mm-hmm. is to get to a place where clients are like, you know, hey, just just take me, you know, let me. And and I love that because there's such a freedom to that. Like that's where the creativity really flies. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm okay. I'm okay with with whatever the route is. I love the creative freedom. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think it, like you said, like, okay, just put anything on me. I think that's when you see for yourself what you may not have seen before, you know, mm-hmm. it brings out something in you and you're like, I didn't even realize I could do that, you know? Yeah. 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 So um, how, what are three to five things that you think people should consider when putting together their own personal style? Um, I think they should consider, obviously, first and foremost, what what's your budget? What are you trying to spend or not spend? And mm-hmm. be really accurate with that. Because um, there are times I think we get caught up, especially on social media and yeah. other people's lives. You know what I mean? And it's very easy to put ourselves in a hole and just, you know, buy, buy, buy. And then what happens is you you do that and you're really not happy with what you got. You know, because it's, it's it was really for someone else. Yeah. So I think it's be be conscious about what you're willing to spend, and then set in mind. Like I don't think you need to have. And please forgive me because I have like my my apartment is basically a closet. <laughs> and so when I say this, I'm doing I'm saying this so that I can pretty much help myself. But you don't. But it is your profession, right, so right. And I and most of it is like that's why I have M. Styles closet because usually like my goal is to pull um, all my looks for other people from my closet. So it's basically mm-hmm. that's the goal. But for other people, you don't have to have so much. You know, mm-hmm. um, the goal is because you got to think about what it is that you do every day. You know and then set that goal for what you have to accomplish, like what's your work situation, um, what's your going out situation, what's your social activity situation, and then then get pieces that are interchangeable mm-hmm. for that. And then as you go along, add, I always say this, whenever you do something amazing or you have, maybe it's a birthday or um, you hit a goal, you know, you got a nice little check because you did some, you know, you say, treat yourself and then that's when you get that special moment you know whatever that is a nice coat you know a pair of pants a suit that you've been eyeing or whatever and then you start adding that every so Mm. often and then before you you look around you have built out this beautiful wardrobe that can last you know the test of time because you want it's nice to have pieces that that are trending but those also tend to be um not the best quality Mm. you know what i mean like and that's okay. I, I would prefer to get not the best quality trending pieces and then yeah. have the classics that are a little more expensive maybe and those stay in, the, in your closet for a really long time. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what role does attitude play? Mm, everything. <laughs> everything. Confidence. Um, confidence, your attitude. Uh, just It starts just waking up in the morning and being happy that you're, you have another day to do this, right? And I really feel like, you know, people underestimate that, and I say this, like people that aren't in the business of fashion, they underestimate what clothes really do for a person. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had a couple situations in life where it's been, you know, really rough. And, and one particular situation, you know, I 
I, I just remember um, not caring. Like, mm-hmm. and it's so funny, like you, how you could think that a person could go through that where you just walk outside and you throw on your sweats, you know, and you just throw on, and you're not, you're just not caring what you look like. And it was actually my sister. She came to me. She goes, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. She was like, "What are you doing?" She was like, "This is not you. Like, fix it. Fix what's going on." And it and it wasn't about the shallowness of you always dress. It, it wasn't that. It was like you could tell there was a deeper intention. Like I just wasn't loving myself. I wasn't valuing myself. And so I think that clothing can do that for you. You know, it can it can give you a sense of value, and it can also help you where when you do feel down on those days, it could it could bring a bright spot for you. So you know, choose things um, that help your attitude but also when you bring a positive attitude to it now you're 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 picking colors you're like oh i want to wear this pattern today you know it's a mood changer you know like once i put this on things felt different you know yeah. it's 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 it is what it is on that yeah um so what have you recognized or learned about fashion over the years mm. it's recycled <laughs> it's so recycled yeah. Yeah. and you know when you get to a certain age you're like man I have them pants yeah yeah but it's and I, you know I have a million stories but it's funny because I love so classic for me like pants is always like a nice wide leg pant uh-huh. and like I think that that's you cannot go wrong ever so I had this was like a few years ago and I had like my wide leg jeans and I walked into I think it was like anthropology or something and this young guy was in there and he goes oh my god i haven't seen wide leg jeans they must be making a comeback i was like a comeback <laughs> like this not like they never left i know they were born in the 70s but let me just tell you they never left like it's never a whole lifestyle and it's one of the most flattering you know like pants to wear on so many people yeah so i just think that it if you hold on like fashion is always getting recycled in some way shape or form is really nothing new under the sun when you really and if you're an an investigator of fashion like do some history research i have a lot of books too and you look back and you're like oh my god this is being done now it's just in a they're just adding like the twists and stuff but i will add this street style has really ramped it up a notch Ah. yeah it's really ramped it up because you're seeing um things put together that you really never saw before. So when you have like this whole, um, there's like a whole movement for sneakers mm-hmm. that came straight from, from street style. You know, nobody was wearing sneakers like that. So you have street, you know, have sneakers with suits, you know, sneakers with dresses. They're doing the proms, they're doing sneaker proms. My yep. son is doing his junior prom. They're wearing, all of them, everybody's wearing sneakers. You know, wow. so it's it became this culture and that now is something that we'll see stay and that will get recycled over time, you know? Mm, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true too. Yeah. yeah, wow. So then what's your definition of fashion? Mm. Fashion to me is defined, for me, is defined by something that's innate. Mm. It's it's when you see a person walking and they and you say okay that that looks amazing they look stylish 
but they're wearing it. So mm-hmm. when you wear the clothing and the clothing is not wearing you, I think that's a moment of fashion. I think fashion adds something to an energy that's already there. You know, I, I think it brings on a certain energy, but I think that the energy becomes a marriage and it becomes something that you kind of do together as opposed to the, you know, throwing on a, a jacket and now you're swallowed up in it. So I think mm. fashion is a part of the individual soul that comes out by the pieces that you pick. Mm. Mm. Well, share with us um, any of the current projects you're working on or oh, yeah. what so, you're working um, on right now. Yeah, thank you. So I'm, I just, I started my company, Scraps and Delicacies. Um, I want to say it was like right towards the end of the pandemic. And it was, um, so the name Scraps and Delicacies is a, a nod to our ancestors. So mm. basically what it is, is um, our ancestors were given scraps of every of everything. So whether it be food or fabric or whatever, they were given the last of the last, basically the what you would discard. And somehow with their ingenuity, they were able to make delicacies. And which we see now in mm-hmm. food, in fashion, it's, it's just is what it is. So I said, you know what? Um, I started off by taking scraps of leather and making like these long fringe chokers and they were like statement pieces. And I started making like these cups and, um, and all of that was from scraps and leather and it just grew. And so um, with that, I have the scraps and leather, um, scraps and delicacies, leather accessory company. And then now finally, after so much time, I have a line of kimonos coming out. So, um, yeah, so for spring and summer, which is now, I can show you um, yeah. this one. So what they'll be is for spring and summer, they're really light fabricated. It's like a um, polyester satin, really beautiful patterns, but they're reversible. So uh-huh. you'll be able to have basically two, outf- two, two outfits in one. Um, and I was going to say, so do you, do you have one for us to see? Yes. So, I'm sorry, we say say one more time. I said, do you have one for us to see? Yes, I'm about to take okay. one out right now. So this is um one of them. And so every print will be different. And so um, I hope you can see, I'll try my best. Oh. So this these are the arms. Uh-huh. So this is one side of it. And then when you, and it has pockets on both sides. Okay. So when you turn it around, you wear it and it's a different print. And then it becomes this on the other side. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it, they're all really beautiful. They're one size. Um, I'm, I'm starting off by doing pop-ups. Like I'm going to DC mm-hmm. uh, on the 17th, 16th and 17th for two pop-ups. And okay. um, I'll bring these and the leather accessories. So it's, it's an interesting time. You know, it's something that, like I said, has been like a really long time coming. And I've always liked to do things based on um, what I love and hopefully that, you know, people will follow suit and say, I, I like that too. I didn't think about that. You know, maybe I could do that. But it's, it has to be something I'm really passionate about when it comes to fashion and putting something out. Well, if you want to um, share with me, you can email me later the okay. date of your different pop-ups, and okay. I can add, I'll put it with the post with the episode, and that way people can see um, 
when you might be around and they can come by and check it out. I know I'm going to check out because I like that. <laughs> I like that color back there. Yeah, like, oh, I have some. Oh, my God. Wait till you see, Sherry. I have some really like I really took my time picking out the patterns. I already have um, my fall and winter one done. It's a denim reversible. It's and I have a, a vest that goes with it. And it's denim mm. reversible floral on the other side. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that when people wore that they felt the quality in it you mm -hmm. know so like mm -hmm. these are some of um the uh leather cuffs that i made some are smaller than than the others um but what i and i make them like literally i was up this morning making these and so everything nice. is handmade and uh so nice yeah thank you well, well you know you mentioned summer yeah, let me see those. Let me see that again. Let me see the the blue one. The, yeah, the blue. Oh, that. and wait, I have so many. Wait, so this one, I have this one and this blue. So I have like a I whole love blue. that color blue. That no, and wait, I have other blues. So this is a little darker blue, but then this mm -hmm. blue, my son is already claiming. He's like, "Mommy, I need the." Blue. I'm like, "Oh my god." Mm. I was like, "Hold on." So there's this blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, and all the leathers are really i mean they're premium like premium cut leathers um really butter soft oh nice yeah nice so nice it, and it's it's been a it's it's been a road because i it's i'm self-taught mm. um mm -hmm. so i just got up one day i just heard a voice that said um just go cut some fringes i didn't know what the heck i was <laughs> i didn't know what i was doing the fringes look crazy uh, I cut my head. I, I, it was just crazy. And then um, I just stuck with it. And over time, mm -hmm. it just got, you know, better and better. Thank God. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so if I could be a voice to of inspiration to people, like what you start out with, it may look crazy to you, but don't give up. Just keep going. You know, if 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 it's your purpose, it will automatically get better. Yeah. Automatically. If you just keep putting in the work. Yep. Yep. So... <laughs> You mentioned earlier summer. Yes. It's, it's basically, it's almost here. Yeah. <laughs> what should women be considering wearing, having in their wardrobe, especially women, let's just say 40 and over. And I know I'm one of these people, wear what you want to wear. Like, that's totally really that. me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are people out there that think along those lines of, okay, as I've gotten older or now I am this, whatever this age is, mm -hmm. I want to create this style for me. What are some pieces that they should be considering for the summer? I think, um, uh, not just because I have them, but I, I love a kimono S so it doesn't have to be, you know, a kimono, but something that you can throw on and it can go from brunch to night, you know, mm. and it's comfortable. It feels good on your skin. It's lightweight. So if, you know, cause it's, it's hot, you might get hot, you know, whatever that is. And you'll feel like you have something that's comfortable on and it's lightweight. And if you feel like you want to cover a little bit, or if you, if you don't, you can throw that on and have like a little, you know, denim skirt or denim shorts on or something like that. And it really looks good. So I always feel like that little, um, cover up in, in a sense, a kimono, something lightweight for the spring and summer is always a good look. And especially in different colors or prints, um, mm -hmm. that's because that's easy to add to something, you know? So if you have, let's say like this kimono, right? So you have the, the green print and then you're like, oh, well I have these, you know, white shorts and a white tank top or a white 
you know, pair of jeans and this white tank top. Once you put that pattern over it, it just changes the whole outfit. You know, yep. really great accessories. Um, I always love a really good blazer. Mm. And if you feel comfortable, you can do a blazer that has no arms because it still gives you the same effect if you wear it like with some really cool pants and a tank underneath or, and, and when I say a tank top, um, most people always think about a fitted tank top, have a variety of tank tops. So you could have flowy tank tops, mm -hmm. you could have fitted tank tops, all different colors. And that's so easy to layer and to just put on something. You could even put a vest over that and you're still feeling like you're not sweating or hot when it's hot in the summertime. But these are just little pieces that you could add and, and make it easy and comfortable. Because one of the things you want to do is in the summer heat, you want to try and find your comfort, but still look fashionable, you know, yeah. and especially really nice. Like I, lo I love a platform. So a cute platform sandal, a platform sneaker. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many varieties of that now, you know, there's, yeah. like, it's, it's so much out there. But I think and play with colors. I think it's so nice um, to, again, go for patterns and colors, bright colors, and mix and match. So you could do um, maybe a muted with a bright, maybe pocketbook or, you know, a bright shoe. You know, it doesn't always have to be everything bright, bright, you know. But, I was um, gonna ask about color. Like how, yeah. what are some suggestions for people, for women who might want to incorporate more color into their wardrobe? Yeah, I would say, so it's funny because I have a friend that she wears, well, not anymore, thank God. I think I converted her, but she, <laughs> and, and stylish is all get out, but she was like, I just wear black, I mean, black. Head to toe, black, 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 and I'm like, girl, please. And she was like, okay, okay, okay. So slowly, she started adding color. So I saw one day, she was like, look what I got these really bright green, like platform, like slip ons. And I was like, those are nice, you know. And they really are. And that, so, and once the confidence grew, I think that, okay, you know what, I could do this. So yeah. little by little, you know, she started adding because she likes to wear scarves. Well, so she would add like a colorful scarf, you know, on. Um, like I said, maybe a, a crossbody bag is colorful and everything else is muted. Take it slowly if you're not a person that really is, you know, keen on color or hasn't really, you know, walked mm. down that aisle with color yet. You know, but colors and patterns are really fun. And mixing patterns are fun too. You know, you just gotta, and with mixing patterns, find the key colors in each in each pattern and then and then match those and that's how you get you know you, you okay because i was going to ask i was yeah. going to ask some people do ma mix patterns like what's the key to that right look yeah it has to be um because you don't want it to look crazy because when mixing mm -hmm. patterns can get tricky you know and you don't want it to be like a mishmash and like you know it just it can look a little off sometimes so the key to the pattern mixing is is to find the colors that coincide so you could have like um, a red and a black and white, right, checkered, you know, let's just say it's red, black, and white. And then you have a pattern that looks like waves, but the waves mm. are red, black, and white. That can go together. Mm, you know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. So um, yeah. once you find those colors in each, it it really, like, that's a good fashion moment. You know, okay. that that's that you're elevating now. You're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, my confidence is on another level. <laughs> <laughs> I made this work. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> right, right. I'm I've been there. Right I've okay. been there because I'm one of these people that likes to try and mix and match patterns up. And, yeah. it, and, it, and I didn't even realize that that's really what I was doing was the color thing. 
Because yeah. when, when she said that, I'm like, oh, okay, that is how I was really kind of putting the pattern. I'm looking more at the pattern. But you versus- see, though, innately, you got that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So there's, yeah. there's yeah. something in you that's really, you're like, okay, this is my thing. But yeah. it, it comes out without you even knowing it. So that's mm-hmm. uh, going right back, like, that's fashion to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking bathing suits. Okay. Because it's that time, real quick. Yes. Like, what should you keep in mind when purchasing a bathing suit? Okay, I love that. Um, I always talk about this. So, what are you doing in a bathing suit? <laughs> that, I just want to know what you're doing. Because if you're, it really is key. What are you doing? Are you swimming? Are you really mm-hmm. swimming? Are you a swimmer? Yeah. Are you really getting in that ocean? Are you going to really be going for it? Like what? Because then you need to get a one piece that is secure to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, it can still be flattering and, and it could be cut. Because everybody's different how they, some people like a really high cut or a boy cut, you know, whatever that is. But um, it, it the goal should be, what am I trying to do in this? So mm-hmm. if you're going on vacation and you're just like, I'm just going to be sitting by the pool. I want to look cute. Well, are you tanning? Then you need to get a bikini because mm-hmm. you want to get a tan that look, you know what I'm saying, as much as you can with the body. Um, but then you could also do a one piece that has cutouts. So it really depends on what your goals are for this bathing suit. And then the next thing is what's your confidence level? Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like, and let me just put this out there. I've done this at a younger age and I think I was like an idiot. <laughs> Because, because I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I had abs and I was scared to put on a be- Like, please, people really aren't paying as much attention as we think they are. Yeah. And I think we miss moments of just living and having fun um, because we're so caught up in other what other people may think. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you have it and you're at that level, um, or even if you can fake it until you make it, get a bikini or get a cutout, you know, one piece, whatever you feel comfortable in and just tune out what's around you. Mm. Just tune that out, you mm-hmm. know? And if being comfortable means that you might need a, a cover up, do that, you know, yeah. get and, and get the colors again, patterns, colors that you like, um, and just really like go for it. I think for, for summer, go for it. You know, yeah. look like a goddess on the beach or look like a goddess by the pool. Go for it. Yep. Yep. Well, we're coming towards the end. I want to ask you this. <laughs> okay. For those who are interested in fashion as either like a side career or a second career, what advice? I mean, because you've been in it for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What are what are some tips or what are what are your suggestions? I always feel if you have that feeling come up, coming up in you for whatever it is, go for it. You have one life to live and you should absolutely go for what your passion is. If you're really, pa- because you know, we, we, um, we feel different when we're passionate about something. It won't let you go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we may let it go, but it won't let you go. It will yep. always find its way back to you. So if you're experiencing that, I would say, go for it. However, I would also say manage your expectations mm-hmm. because um, like most industries, it's a very competitive and it's a very competitive industry and you, 
it's really hard to make money in the beginning. Um, however, social media had, has also played a really integral part in being able to kick off a lot of people's careers in fashion. But I would also say to people, what do you want to do in fashion? Because now there's so many things you can do. You can be a style blogger. You can be a stylist. You could be a lifestylist. You could be a, um, a personal shopper. You know, you could be a creative director. You could, there's a lot of different avenues to take. And I think narrow down what that passion is. And then every day, get up and do something towards that. You know, and then and then allow that to increase as time goes on. You know, if you find yourself kind of fading away with it, it is probably not for you. Yeah. You know, and and it can be discouraging. But you got like, I don't. I have. I'm on social media every day. I I know the importance of what we need to do. You know, um, I have three pages, but I will, my personal page has more followers. But um, the other two pages are fairly new. And slowly the followers are, are creeping in and mm -hmm. I love that. And they, and, and it's coming in authentically, but yeah. it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work to get one person to follow you. And the important thing is where are you leading these people? So I get it, you know, so we, we can't be discouraged by that. You just got to keep, keep going, you know? Yep. Well, that brings up the last question I have for you, mm -hmm. which is if someone were interested in contacting you about yeah. work, or, you know, just to get in touch with you on style? Like, how do they get in touch with you? Yes, so um, you can, they can actually email me directly. So it's M-D-O-T-S-T-Y-L-E-S-Closet at gmail.com. Um, they can also do M.Styles on Instagram and they can DM me there or message me there. And my other company, which is Scraps and Delicacies, they can, and, I'm also on Instagram. They can reach me there. And Scraps and Delicacies, I have a website. So it's www.scrapsanddelicacies.com. And it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put all that information into okay. so people can see it. Yes. Well, Marlene, this has been an amazing conversation. No, thank you so much, this. Jerry. I love your platform. And thank you for doing this because I feel like as women, we need we need this, you know, and we need people to know, like, we're out here doing it. <laughs> doing it. It doesn't stop. We're not right. stopping. It doesn't does stop. You might be ignoring us, but we're not stopping. Right, right. We're still doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And um, again, I have had the pleasure of talking to Marlene Duperle. Yes. And um, I'm sure I'm going to have you back, maybe fall winter so we can talk okay. some more yes. um but thank you marlene and you. i wish you much 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 success and the same for you and thank you so much sherry thanks for listening to this episode of mature allure for more information about us visit matureallure.net and get social with us on instagram and youtube at mature.allure facebook at for mature allure and twitter at mature underscore allure Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure.